what's really interesting to me is that a lot of times, especially up until recently, I think recently there's been more of a shift, but there was so much emphasis on the different productivity hacks. Like, oh, use the Pomodoro timer, write down three things on a note card the night before, like all of these things. And those are, those can be great tips. Those can work really well. But what I think has been missing is the things that are necessary to avoid burnout. Because when you're feeling burned out, it doesn't matter what productivity, like you, you no. can use all the productivity hacks in the world, but you're never going to be as productive as when you're well rested and you've been taking care of yourself. Welcome to In the Boat with Ben and Rachel. I am Ben. I'm Rachel. We are relaunching this podcast. We actually did a podcast called In the Boat with Ben. It was just In the Boat with Ben a long time ago. I think we did something like 40 episodes. And on that show, we did talk about some of the same topics we're going to on this show, but we also went into family dynamics and that kind of thing. In this iteration, we're going to be sticking mostly to things related to creator lifestyle. So we are both creators. I work full-time for a SaaS company. I work remote and I do video production for them and I get to do a ton of really fun creative work. And then I also do video stuff for myself on the side. And Rachel, what do you do? I am an author. I write books. That's right. Yeah. She just stands at her computer all day and writes books. We both work from home. We are raising a family, a large family. We've got six children. And those things, working from home, trying to, as a creative person, trying to get a business up and running, trying to manage your schedule and, and your productivity, all of those things are just, with that alone, we have more than enough things to talk about and to share. And we, we just want to be a voice of encouragement and share some of the things that are working for us, talk through some of the things that we're struggling with so that we can help people who are in the same boat as we are. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So with all of that said, today's topic is this isn't working. And what I mean by that is we're thinking about it from the standpoint of our personal productivity. If you're like me, you maybe struggle with productivity and motivating yourself to get work done or managing your schedule or whatever. And so there's no shortage of great productivity hacks and ideas out there. And so I'll try different things from time to time, kind of bring things into my arsenal of personal productivity and find every once in a while that, oh, this isn't working or this isn't working anymore. So that's the experience that I want to talk about, that experience of you're trying different things and it's not working what do you do? How do you stay productive? How do you continue to publish things and get stuff done? Because when I, when I look at what I do, I consider myself a very productive person. And when I, when I use the word productive, I'm thinking about the number of things that I publish on a regular basis and also the tasks that I check off my task list. And, and so even though I struggle with productivity and I struggle with managing my schedule and that kind of thing, I do find ways to stay productive consistently. Part of that is struggling with that question of, is this still working for me? What are your thoughts on that? I think we're very different personality-wise. So in personality theory, actually, there are 
task-oriented people, and then there are relationship-oriented people. And I think you're definitely more of a relationship-oriented person, whereas I am definitely a task-oriented person. Like every day, even on the weekends, I have a list of things that need to get done, you know, and I don't feel like I've fully (laughs) experienced the day, I guess, in a way, unless those tasks are getting checked off, even if it's just a few of them. And I, you know, carry some over. I will say, though, that during the pandemic year, I do feel like my even my productivity, because I feel like I'm a really productive person because of being a task oriented person. I sometimes have to take a step back and say, okay, it's time to stop working, you know. But I I feel like the pandemic kind of slowed me down with that. Like I felt like I wasn't getting as much good work done. And I think it was more of a, a mental, emotional thing because we don't often think about how the stress in our lives and the emotional things that we're going through impact our productivity. For me, it was more of trying to find a balance between how do I work through these emotions and the stress. And I I guess where I'm going with that is that for me, it was more about trying to figure out where the burnout spots were and how to rest better and take care of my personal self before I could take care of all the professional stuff. And I think this is an important thing to preempt this conversation with is we are going through a very difficult time in the world, lots of things going on. Definitely, in in my memory, these past couple of years have been some of the most stressful, depressing, challenging, just so hard. Well, and exhausting, too. I think what really alerted me to this is that we, before pre-pandemic, we were kind of the family. We would do monthly family fun days with our kids, and we would pack everybody up and go to the zoo and stuff. I think it was like a whole year and a half. We didn't do anything fun because we were just so tired. Looking into this new year, I was very hopeful about, you know, the start of it. And we've started having family fun days again. And it just it provides a picture for me that we are finally learning how to better care for ourselves. And we, I don't know, we just forget that in our professional lives. Even Psychology Today had a really great article in their latest January, February issue about how more people are working from home and they're working longer hours, but they're not necessarily productive hours. But what that does is that it it leads to burnout. You're not resting enough. And so they, you know, they had some tips on how to rest better. You know, after you've been working for an hour and a half, you can go for a five minute walk or something like that. And I've started incorporating some of those things and it feels like it's just, I don't know, it's had a really great effect on even my productivity. And I feel like mine is, you know, I get a lot done in a day, yeah. but it's been great to kind of see. I want to follow that thread because I think you're really onto something. When you're talking about the different types of personalities, task-oriented and relationship-oriented, I would definitely consider myself a relationship-oriented person. And a lot of my productivity is fueled by my relationships. I really enjoy the people I work with and the customers that I work for. Because of that connection, I find that being a lot of the motivation behind why I want to produce good work and why I want to be consistent is because I want to honor those relationships and entertain and surprise and delight and When I put a piece of content out and I know that in some way it's helping somebody or bringing a smile to their face, that motivates me a lot. And so when you're talking about burnout, 
and you're talking about rest and taking care of yourself, what's really interesting to me is that a lot of times, and I think especially up until recently, I think recently there's been more of a Mm. shift to thinking about that, but there was so much emphasis on the different productivity hacks. Like, oh, use the Pomodoro timer, write down three things on a note card the night before, like all of these things. And those those can be great tips. Those can work really well. But what I think has been missing is the things that are necessary to avoid burnout. Because when you're feeling burned out, it doesn't matter what productivity, like you, you no. can use all the productivity hacks in the world, but you're not, you're never going to be as productive as when you're well rested and you've been taking care of yourself. Yeah. And it's counterintuitive to the way we think too, especially in our culture, because when we think of productivity and even creativity, we're constantly wanting to do more and accomplish more in our day and that kind of thing. But for me, even putting that little like meditation on my checklist is like, oh, that's another productive thing I can do for my day, even though it's like sitting there for 10 or 15 minutes doing absolutely nothing except, you know, settling my mind. But we don't give as much credence to that because it's always about what can we accomplish in a day. And we forget that is actually a big accomplishment in a day to clear your mind for the creative work that you need to do. Yeah. It's really about reframing rest as an act of productivity. Yeah. I I was the worst one too about it all. And I think that's because I never, I never incorporated rest. I would take, you know, weeks off here and there as a sabbatical But as far as like weekly rest or even daily rest, I just didn't incorporate that. And so when the pandemic hit, I feel like I just kind of crumbled. I still got stuff done, but I could tell. I mean, when I look back at my to-do list and stuff from the last several years, I'm like, man, there was so much time that I did not. That's how my brain works. I'm like, there's so much time that I didn't use because I was so burned out. And even the stuff that I wrote, I don't, I think, well... Yeah, I wrote a book that sold this year, but I don't think there was anything else that I wrote that was even worthwhile, you know. I'll I'll clean it up and make it into something worthwhile, but it was just, yeah. I think the pandemic was a wake-up call, ended up being kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people. Mm. And I I wonder if there wasn't maybe a, a kind of an unhealthy version of productivity that that and like in in good times and that's kind of the thing. I feel like in good times, it's a lot easier to mask being burned out. It's a lot e- you like you can be burned out and still be publishing things, but it's almost like the pandemic just kind of pushed everybody over that edge finally. And it was like, okay, I was definitely burning too hot. And that's, you know, I, th- I think about your, I think about your writing journey And there was, you know, there was a year where you wrote something like 2 million words. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember how many books that translated into. It's like six or seven. Yeah. So it was, you would look at that and you would think, oh, that's extremely productive. That's great. But then there are some aspects about that are just not sustainable in the long run. Yeah. I I would love to hear a little bit like your thoughts on kind of that versus what you're doing now and how you're feeling about that. I mean, that was a long time ago, but I do remember, I think it was when we were doing the In the Book with Ben podcast. And I would I would talk about how like I didn't even take breaks between what project I was working on and stuff. You know, there was no transition. There was just, you know, I would set a timer. And as soon as the timer went off, it was time to pick up the next project. I didn't like, I have a standing desk. So I was like, well, I'm 
being healthy. Like I'm not just sitting all the time, you know, but I do, I do remember that there was just, there was no break time in that. Like there was no lunchtime. There was no, it was nothing. It was crazy. Yeah, that was a big accomplishment, but it was done in an unhealthy way. And like you said, it's not sustainable. I don't know that maybe if I had continued doing it, it would have played into the burnout. I don't think it did that year because that was like one of the first years that I finally got back to a writing schedule and being productive because I had other jobs before then, you know. So I think it was some of the like excitement of being back to what I wanted to be doing and, and that kind of thing. But so, I mean, what I do now, well, and I do want to say this too, as far as productivity is concerned, there are so many productivity books you can read and I've read a bunch of them, but I feel like we have to find what works for us. And so being very, I'm not, I'm a very rigid person, you know, not for like, I'm open-minded, but I'm very rigid in my schedule. You know this, because if somebody interrupts me, I'm like, oh no, this Mm, is my writing time. You need to leave me alone. If I hear one of the kids going up the stairs, like it's almost like I have developed (laughs) this sense of, oh, they're going to go interrupt Rachel. And so I sprint after them. (laughs) And I tackle them before the, no, I'm just kidding. No, but I I do. I mean, sometimes they interrupt and that's fine because they're super cute, but I'm very protective of that time. But I think we have to find our own way to be productive because I'm constantly doing experiments. Like I used to use a timer all the time. I don't usually use a timer anymore except to tell me when I need to be down for dinner, you know, so I'll have like however long left. But I do now between the, so I'll make a goal for myself. Like I want to write a chapter on this one project. And when I'm done with that, I'm going to go for a walk because that's what my mind needs to kind of transition into the next thing. Or sometimes it's just because you're closing all these threads. If you just go for a walk, it's like a 15 minute walk for me. And the other day I came up with a title for one of my projects, which had been untitled for about a year now. And it was the perfect title, you know, so you just you don't know some of the productive things that will come out of just going for a walk. So I've incorporated walks into transitions. I do yoga in certain transitions. Sometimes I keep a a thing of weights, like some five pound weights up here, and I'll set a timer for like three minutes and just do like triceps or something, you know, like just because physical activity is actually one of those things, especially for creative people that get your brain going and reading books. Sometimes I'll just sit and read a chapter in a book, you know, as a transition between things I want to work on. And so it's not so much, you know, I used to have these like, I got to get this many words done in a day. And now it's more like, okay, I want to write three chapters on these three projects. And after that, if I still have time, I'll just work on, you know, some other projects that are in the background. And so I think taking the pressure off has been really good for me. Yeah. Because it's not quite as extreme as I, you know, as I used to be. But all that to say, I just, I feel like we need to constantly be experimenting to see what works for us. Because I don't think anybody can say what is going to make you most productive except yourself. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I had been thinking, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the role of self-care and productivity and then transition to talking about some of the things that you do and and that I do to stay productive. But I I feel like you did a great job just then of really connecting the two. And so I kind of, I do want to, I do want to emphasize how important, and this is, this is something like you know, we've been saying for the past 
couple of years, it's become very clear how important and integral self-care is to productivity, that it is in and of itself an act of productivity to do things like taking a walk and meditating and exercising and even, you know, like eating healthy foods and, and that kind of thing. There are so many things that count toward your overall productivity that to not think, to think about them as like, oh, this is keeping me from do, getting things done is kind of backwards now. It's like, yeah. oh no, this is, this is the fuel that you're putting in your engine. Like this is your rocket fuel so that you can take off. And so I, I, I would love to hear more of like, what are the ways that you rest and that you take care of yourself that you think about as productivity? And you all, you already mentioned several of them, like you do yoga or you'll do a tricep workout, <laughs> things like that. But yeah, arms are important, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm a runner too. So I always start my morning with, you know, between a six and 12 mile run and I'll listen to audiobooks on that run, which feels like self-care to me because I'm a writer and, you know, I love to read and rarely have time to read because our days are so crazy with kids. So that is definitely, I start my day with, with the self-care and then, you know, strength training, all of those, all of those things, taking care of the body. And I don't always do this, but I put a nap on my schedule mm -hmm. so that, you know, the days, the days that I'm feeling tired, I just let myself take a, I actually set a timer for 26 minutes, you know, incorporating some of those things and just letting myself when I feel like I'm not being creative, I'll just, you know, go for a walk outside because being out in nature and stuff, there's just something about it that gets all of the creative juices flowing and stuff. And so I never let myself feel stuck because there's always something, you know, something I can do, physical movement or taking a nap or, you know, any of those. Yoga is really good. I enjoy, you know, moving in that way. So meditation, I do meditation every day between five and 20 minutes. It's not the greatest, you know, like they say you're supposed to meditate half an hour every day, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. So my, my approach to self-care is, you know, obviously not as disciplined <laughs> yeah. as anybody surprised. <laughs> I do, I do work out most days and I start my day with that mostly because of logistics. I think, yeah, I think I would probably wait until a little bit later in the morning to do my workout if we didn't have, you know, kids to bring to school and all that yeah. stuff. But if I, if I want to have that time to work out and to kind of get it done, I have to do it early. But what that does for me. Well, let me just say this as an outside observer. I yeah. feel like the days that you do get up and either go out for a run or go to your, the gym stuff. I see that you're just more productive too. I've seen that as, you know, an outside observer. Well, that is a very astute observation because <laughs> when I do get up and work out, I, this, I have this feeling, this general kind of, and it's, it's not every single time, but it's most of the time. In most cases, if I've gotten a good night's sleep and I get up and do a workout, I feel energetic. I feel enthusiastic. And I think in many cases, I feel more open to connections with other people and going back to my personality being, you know, very relationship driven. When I feel connected with people just in general, I tend to be more productive. And I kind of, I also think there's this mentality of like, oh, I, I, I've gotten this, you know, kind of difficult thing over with, and it's not even 
7 a.m. Yeah, yet, there's something. I can, you know, like I can conquer the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. th- some of that kind of comes into play. Um, I didn't even mention the sleep thing, though, but that's a big piece of being more productive as well as making sure you're getting enough sleep. Yeah. Well, and not and that's, watching things on your phone late at night. So, th- yeah, I've got some look. And here's <laughs> here's the thing. So there are some people who are like Rachel, who are very <laughs> self-disciplined. And, you know, then like I think my approach has been where I can, I try to take advantage of kind of the easy habit. Getting up and working out, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's an easy thing to habitualize because there's a group that I go work out with. So there are some things that make that easier. Going to bed on time, I big time struggle with, I forget what it's called, but it's the kind of this rebellious feeling. Nobody can tell me to go to bed. It's not that. It's (laughs) like it's there's actually like there have been articles written about it and stuff and it's this it's this feeling that like I didn't get to I didn't get to take enough me time during uh, the day and so like if I go to bed right now I feel like I'm closing out the day without having been able to do the things that I want to do and that's that kind of comes close to describing the feeling and then if you Combine that with there's so many great shows and so much great streaming content out there. And, you know, like all of my friends have posted about what they've done <laughs> during their day on social media. And I kind of want to catch like so I, I feel like the odds are kind of stacked against people like me. Maybe one of these days I'll get it under control, but I'm choosing to give myself some grace. No, yeah, I, and I think that's fine. Yeah, and and you, yeah, you don't give me a hard time about it. Yeah, you don't give me a hard time when my alarm goes off at eight thirty and says it's time for me to go to bed. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's incredible to me. It really is just like wow. I, it's it's so impressive. Like your alarm goes off. <laughs> it's and, boring. And you go and you mm-hmm. have your fifteen minute like preparing for bed <laughs> thing. You tell the kids good night. Mm-hmm. You come back in and you finish up, and you're in bed like by eight. 805 or something. Yeah. At the latest. Yeah. It's really impressive. I, that just is not me. Yeah. Some nights. So I take advantage of the places where I can, you know, kind of have these consistent habits. But I also, I look for opportunities throughout the day. Like I, I used to beat myself up a lot about, oh, I don't, I don't feel like being productive right now. Like I'm working on something and I'm just feeling at like that kind of feeling, you know, when you just like, oh, I don't want to do this. If I start feeling that way, instead of fighting it, I, I will step back and I'll be like, why do I feel that way? Am I sleepy right now? Do I need to like get up and go make myself a cup of coffee? Should I take a quick nap on the couch? And just letting myself off the hook has been a huge benefit to my overall productivity because what I find is that when I allow myself to take those breaks, I end up finding the motivation. It kind of comes back to me and I get to recharge a little bit. That question, why do I feel this way, is I feel like it's a really important one for when we feel, especially as creative people, when I sit down to write a story and I'm feeling that, oh, I really don't want to work on this one. And just figuring out why. Is it because I'm afraid that I'm not going to have the words today? Or am I feeling burned out? Or should I give this story a little bit of space to roam around in my subconscious and then come back to it with fresh eyes the next week. I think that is key as creative people to engage that question and figure out what is best for our creative work and how we can best accomplish what we want to accomplish with it. 
because I've found myself sometimes when I sit down to, uh, I do sit down to write the first draft of my stories because I write them all by hand. And sometimes when I'm sitting with my journal and it's a particular story that I feel like I need to get done quickly or something, sometimes that feeling comes over me like, oh, I don't want to work on this one. And some of it is because, you know, I feel like the vision I have in my head is not being translated to paper. And sometimes I just need to give it space and let it breathe and come back to it. You know, we don't want to make excuses and put things away forever. But I think there is value in setting aside projects and coming back to it with fresh eyes. I love that idea of taking a moment to self-diagnose. Yeah. And I think that's a skill. I think that's something that you kind of have to develop over time. Yeah, it's not it's easy. It's too bad we don't like have indicator, you know. Yeah, right. This like is why your, it's happening. Like in your car when it you know, <laughs> tells you there's something yeah. wrong with the engine. So yeah, the, those are great things. And I feel like just, you know, fulfilling the topic of this show, this isn't working. I think talking about rest and the role of rest and self-care when you've tried all of the productive, you know, hacks and stuff like that, and you're feeling like this isn't working, why isn't it working? That may be one of the keys. And then two, I think, you know, like when you're trying to be productive, instead of feeling like you have to push through a giving, your, giving yourself that grace to stop for a second and diagnose and say, okay, why, why isn't this working? Why am I not productive right now? Then, you know, allowing yourself to kind of figure that out and then treat the actual root cause of your lack of productivity. And I'll, I'll say for, for task-oriented personalities, too, that that whole, I have to put this aside or I need to take time off, that's a really, really hard concept to embrace. Yeah. And I think where my mind typically goes, or it used to go, it doesn't so much anymore because I've seen how great it is to have these little balancing, the walks and the yoga and the meditation how that's helped my productivity. But I think where the mind wants to go is it wants to say, if I put this away, I'm never going to pick it back up. Or if I give myself this break, it's going to turn into, you know, a month-long break or a year-long break, or I'm never going to be productive again. And we have to get over that fear and know and trust ourselves that we will get back to it. But I think that was the most valuable thing to me was to let myself know, hey, you can trust me to take a break because you're not just going to not go back to writing, but maybe you need a week off, you know? Yeah. Well, that's really great stuff. I'm so glad that we decided to make this a two-person thing because I, I really, I think the perspective that you bring and especially like speaking from your personality type, it helps people in a way that, I, you know, I, from my experience and my perspective, I, I don't really quite understand or get because it's so easy. Right, for, and like, I don't understand, Yeah, you know, yeah, we've talked about this. I don't get the like needing to be motivated. I'm always motivated. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that eventually, too. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, well, thank you so much for listening. Rachel, if people want to find you online, where can they go? It is racheltolson.com. Yeah, that's where all of your writing, mm -hmm. your books live. You got some blog articles there. And I am at bentolson.com. I do creative projects, and I've written some articles and done some vlogs and stuff like that. So all of that stuff just lives vlogs there. vlogs are really good too. Thank you. I love your vlogs. Well, I, I like them because, you know, it's kind of like having a motion picture version mm -hmm. of 
That's so cool. A, a picture album. If I could do that stuff, I would totally. Yeah, I need to do more of this. Thanks again for listening. I do want to, before we sign off, I want to address the chat again. Anita, Melanie, Colleen, thank you so much for listening. Melanie said, the pandemic has taught me that we all need to give ourselves more grace. So true. Yeah. Our, ourselves, and I and I feel like... Everybody else. Yeah, a lot of people. Especially like, our kids. Oh, gosh. That's... It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Can we tell our kids to give us more grace? <laughs> that, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Especially the teenager. Colleen oh, I said, say that out loud. Colleen, yeah, because you might. <laughs> Colleen said, walking up and down really lets my thoughts open up and focus. I'm a big fan of how, and this is, I don't know the actual science behind this, but it's just kind of seems to make sense to me that if you go for a walk or you go for a run or you, you know, take a hot shower, like those things kind of get your blood flowing yeah. and the more blood, well, blood su- flow to your brain. Yeah. There, so. so there's blood supply to your brain makes it. A little bit easier to think yeah and then i also think like th- those things take you out of the context of doing your work and oftentimes when your brain gets a break from mm-hmm. focusing on something it actually does a better job of like working through and solving problems and creating ideas and that kind of thing well and there's outside stimuli too so i have a friend actually who would take daily walks and she would dictate into her phone a story and she would incorporate some of the things that she saw, like out on her walk, you know, like yeah. an animal or whatever. I thought that was cool. I've never tried dictation for storytelling. I don't think I'd be very good at it, but yeah, good, good for her, you know. Yeah, super cool. It's really hard. Dictating is tough because I always, when I've tried it, I've tried it for like writing articles and stuff. But I always feel so much pressure not to have extraneous words, and so I self-edit while I'm. Oh, and then. If people are walking by and you're like, <laughs> that's yeah, especially, you know, when you're writing fiction, it would just be weird. <laughs> yeah, what, did, what are they talking what, about? What? Somebody like killed somebody else? What? <laughs> where oh, is that where you go? Okay. <laughs>